in heaven, we bless you. We acknowledge that you are the reason, oh God, in heaven for our lives. You are the reason why we can see January and on the 3rd of May, we are still here. Lord, oh God, in heaven, we just want to say thank you. The Bible said, I let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Lord, oh God, in heaven, if thanksgiving is a debt we owe, Father, we have come to say thank you. We have come to celebrate you, oh God. For even if we were to live a thousand till eternity, it's never enough to thank you for the gift of salvation. For Lord, oh God in heaven, your son came in this, on account of my sins that I may be worthy before you. Lord, I just want to say thank you, oh God. Blessed be your holy name, oh God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Please be seated in God's awesome presence. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Quickly just go with me to your Bibles, to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And we'll be reading from verses 14 to 20. The book of Ephesians chapter 3 from verses 14 to 20. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. For those of us who perhaps today is your very first time in the place of victory, whether you're on site or online, the beauty of how we do our services here is that we theme our months. And those themes is not just something we pick from the air. It's something that we prayerfully seek the face of God and say, Father, what would you have us do in this month? Hallelujah. And indeed, we are looking at the subject on common possibilities. Praise God. And by the grace of God, you know, even Dr. Shola last week, Sunday, you know, although me and my family were not here, but at least I was able to join the service. And to be honest, I was truly blessed. Hallelujah. I was truly blessed. And so today we are capping it off. And the subject of what we are learning today is nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible. Praise God. Say that with me. Want to go? Nothing is impossible. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 20. And I read, and it says, for this reason, this was Paul speaking now, and he was writing to the church in Ephesus, and he said, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts, hallelujah, through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, hallelujah, say with me comprehend, hallelujah, that you may be able to what? Comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Hallelujah. If there's any prayer that is relevant to the entirety of existence on earth here is that Lord let me be filled with you. Hallelujah. Paul was praying and said that, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God and now he stops and says now say with me now. And it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Hallelujah. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, 
above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Again, the title of my sermon is, Nothing is what? Impossible. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible. Oftentimes, whenever something breaks, for those of us who are engineers here, one of the things that is recommended whenever you want to fix a problem, you must first of all ask yourself, how was it originally designed? Praise God. I remember one time when um, I was using my Blackberry Z, whatever, I can't remember then, and my screen cracked. I wanted to be cheap and just to save money. I said, you know what, I'll just buy the screen and I will fix it myself. And I tried, and rather than me fixing the phone, I damaged it further. Praise God. Hallelujah. But again, I asked myself, how then can I fix it? I went on YouTube, and I began to see the pattern of how it was originally designed. And to the glory of God, although the phone is not, I don't even know where the phone is now. But to the glory of God, I was able to fix it. Praise the Lord. What am I trying to say here is this. When we look at the subject of impossibility, we'll begin to ask ourselves, how did this word or how did this reality even start from the first place? Praise God. I like the statement Jesus made in Matthew 19. The Bible said that Jesus was asked a question concerning the subject of divorce. That's what we're talking about today. But what I'm trying to take from that passage was Jesus' response. And he said, from the beginning... Praise God. From the beginning, it was not so. In other words, he who created this thing had a mind, an idea concerning this subject. And until that pattern is followed, we would always face challenges. Praise God. And so we come to the story of impossibility. How did impossibility even start in the first place? Praise the Lord. We understand fully well that impossibility started from the Garden of Eden. Praise God. Impossibility came into existence in the reality of man at the point where Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Hallelujah. Because prior to that time, it was never the design of God that anything be impossible for anybody. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're doubting me, we'll look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. The Bible says that God, the three, the Godhead, Elohim was saying that let us make man in our image. Praise the Lord. And in our likeness. Hallelujah. And it says here, I'll read the amplified version. It says, then God said, let us, this was Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit said, make man in our image according to our likeness. That's very key. Not physical, but spiritual personality and moral likeness. Praise God. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, that the birds of the air, the cat on over the entire earth and over everything that creeps on the earth and crawls on the earth. Praise God. Now, many times we say, I'm made in the image of God. But the reality of this, God does not look like Jeffrey. Praise God. Or perhaps if I look like God, that means everybody here should look like me. Am I making sense? And so we're talking about in his likeness, in other words, his nature, his abilities, whatever God was able to do, man was able to do likewise. Hallelujah. 
And so for that reason, God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. And so if nothing was impossible for God at creation, nothing was impossible for man. Because we understand that at the beginning, nothing resisted Adam's authority. After all, the Bible said that what? He would have dominion. You don't have dominion over what is challenging you. Praise the Lord. And so for that reason, impossibility was inexistent. Praise God. And for that reason, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, then Satan took a mission. Praise the Lord. And for that reason, Satan has made it his mission that anything that is of God, I must challenge at every point in time. Praise God. And that is why you remember in the story when... Um, Christ was given a parable and said that a man sowed good seeds and went to bed. And when he woke up, he found thorns. And the master said, Lord, did you not sow good seeds in the land? And the master said, an enemy has done this. Praise God. When you look at Revelation 12, verse 12. Revelation 12, verse 12. It says, therefore rejoice, O heavens, you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he bought, he has bought a short time. Praise the Lord. In other words, everything that concerns God, the reason why impossibility exists, is that the devil is on a mission. His assignment is to prove that God is not real in your life. Praise God. At some point in time, you will be confronted with challenges and the truth is what you believe is what will guarantee your safety. Praise the Lord. And so the devil is always looking to contradict or to make a lie of what God has said. I'll give you a case in point. The Bible says that indeed that God has made us whole and so for that reason, sickness is not supposed to exist. When you read Exodus Exodus 23 verse 25, it says, If you will obey and serve me, I will bless your bread and your water, and I will take away sickness from the midst of you. But now you are sick in your body. The devil is contradicting what God is saying. But the reality of it is that what? From the beginning, it was not what? So. Praise God. Are we together? From the beginning, it was not so. And so we realize that if that is the case of the devil, then Jesus in himself came for a reason. Hallelujah. Jesus in himself came for a reason. And why did he come? I said that Jesus came to restore humanity to the position where impossibilities become possible as a result of man's fellowship with God. Hallelujah. So therefore, when we are looking at our month of uncommon possibilities or that indeed our DNA as Christians is to confront impossibilities, making them possible is that we are being consistent with the design of God. Why? Because prior to Jesus' coming, the Bible said that all have sinned. So no one was able to withstand sin. But when Jesus came, Jesus came as an example. Jesus came to prove that statement to be wrong. And that is why the Bible said that he whom was of no sin, but on account of sin, died. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you look at the Bible here now, talking about likeness. The Bible says in Philippians 2 from verse 5 to 8, remember we said that in Genesis 1, God said, let us make man in our image and our what? 
our likeness. Now, this was the image of God. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Philippians 2, verse 5 to 8. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Hallelujah. Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but what? Made himself of no reputation. Hallelujah. Taking the form of a born servant and coming in the likeness of men. In other words, every weakness man had, Jesus had. Praise God. Every challenge you can think of that you are facing, Jesus did face. But the beauty of it is that we have an example. Because the Bible said that what? As Christ is, so are we in this world. So if Christ was able to overcome, so am, am I also able to overcome. I like one passage so much. In Colossians, in Colossians chapter 1, Paul was telling the church in Colossians that there was a mystery that God had hidden in ages before, but that this mystery has been made known. And what is that mystery? It says what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. In other words, at the point where you and I are able to comprehend that Christ is now in me, at that point in time, everything concerning impossibility dies. Hallelujah. Why? Because remember the passage we read, the Bible says, Ephesians 3 verse 20, that what? And to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ever ask, think or imagine. But you see, if we left that statement that way, that will simply mean that only God has the responsibility. Praise God. And so for that reason, I have no part to play in this impossibility journey. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we see here that when Christ was saying, when Paul was saying that according to the power that worketh in us, there was an expectation. And the significance of Christ's death was that it became God's expectation that nothing shall be impossible to anyone who believes. And that is why Mark 9.23 says that Jesus said to him, If you can believe, then what? All things are possible to him who believes. Praise God. Again, he says, If you can believe, things are possible to him. What? Who believes? And so now we ask our question. We, we come to a sense that impossibility is no longer the problem. Praise God. What then is the problem? Say me. Praise the Lord. When God is saying impossibility is no longer the problem, then you'll be asking yourself, what then is the problem? The problem is you and I. Praise God. Because what Paul was saying in that passage, he said... And to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you and I can ever think or imagine according, praise God. In other words, if I'm able to replicate a bit of God, it's not that God is small. It's only that I'm the, I'm the reason why it's not happening so. Praise God. And so therefore I say that impossibility was no longer supposed to be a limitation for man, but an opportunity to prove the capabilities of God. Praise God. Impossibilities is no longer meant to be a limitation. And so therefore, perhaps you are confronted with something that seems impossible. You are 
on a journey that it seems like this thing cannot be possible. My good news to you is this. That is not the challenge. You see, there's something that Austin preached two Sundays ago. And the beauty of it is this. The difference between a challenge, praise God, or rather they say that the difference between a stumbling block and a stopping stone is dependent on how you see it. Praise God. Many would see challenge, but God will see an opportunity. Praise God. Many will see chaos, but God is saying, this is my time to show myself. If you remember on Friday, I preached that sermon and I said that sometimes how we see things determines how we experience God. Praise the Lord. How we see things determines how we experience God. Because I, that passage is stuck with me so much that this lady was stuck in the desert. Praise God. And she was weeping. And I said that when you are crying, you cannot see clearly. I'm yet to see anybody that is crying that can see clearly. You can't. If not, you won't clean your eyes. Praise God. And this woman was weeping because there was no longer food or drink for her and her son. But the Bible said that what? And God opened her eyes to see a well. Now, my understanding is that that well had always been there. Praise God. But the challenges in front of her did not let her see. Praise God. And so sometimes what you are going through, the solution to that problem is within your reach. But you have already enlarged the problem more than it's supposed to be, only that you cannot see. Now, the truth is your finger is too small, right? But the closer your finger is to your eye, the limited your view is. Praise God. Your finger is too small, but the closer it is to your eyes, the limited your vision is. Why? Because sometimes our, we view our challenges too great that we are not able to see what God is saying that we can do. Because indeed, impossible does not longer exist. Praise God. Why? Because Christ in me, the hope of all glory. Hallelujah. And so I said that every seeming, every seeming impossibility is an attempt for the devil to discredit God. But Paul was saying something. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 14, it says, But thanks be to God, who in Christ, hallelujah, who in Christ always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Praise the Lord. It is the desire of God to prove his abilities through you and through me. Praise God. It is the desire of God to prove his abilities through you and through me. But like I said before, the only challenge is, is how well are we able to do it? Smith Wigglesworth said that there is nothing impossible with God. He says all the impossibility is with us. When we measure God by the limitations of our unbelief, Praise God. You know, oftentimes I say that God is only responsible for what you believe in for. Praise God. God is only responsible for what you believe in for. Isn't it funny that somebody, two people are believing God. One is believing God for house rent. Other is believing God for an estate. Is it not the same God who gave them both? 
Praise God. And so you realize that the challenge is not God but you. Praise God. The challenge is not God but me. And that is why that indeed that it is highly important that your understanding or your knowledge of who God is, is sound and intact. Because that would determine how far you and I will get to in life. That would determine the extent of the impossibilities we crush in our journey to destiny. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Numbers 16, Moses was saying that God has said that I have given you this land of Canaan. Go and possess it. Twelve spies went to spy. Praise the Lord. And once and two said we are more than able. Ten said we cannot do it. And guess what? They both had the same thing. The ten that said I cannot do it did not go. They did not enter. But the two who said our God is more than able, what did they do? They entered. Praise God. The trend of all the armies of Israel were saying, oh, this giant is too big. But David was saying, oh, this giant is too big for me to miss. Praise the Lord. And so you realize that indeed our perception is key in all these things. Praise God. So how then do we deal with the impossible? Praise God. How then do we deal with the impossible? And I say that every day we are confronted with situations that demands that God proves his power to, the, to do the impossible. Praise God. Every single day, we, you and I are confronted with situations that demand that God proves his power to do the impossible. Hallelujah. And the very first thing, on how to do the impossible is that you must build capacity. Praise God. Say with me, build capacity. You must be able to build capacity. Now, you look at a scenario here. One has a 75 CL cup and another has a 20 liter bucket. Praise God. Which one is able to hold more water? Sorry? Did the content of the water change? No. But the capacity of both containers were different. Praise the Lord. That is why you realize that even for you on your spiritual journey, when you were starting off with Christ, there were things that you could not do. But now you have built capacity to, to do them. But God is saying that if you want to do the impossible, you must be willing to do what? Stretch yourself. Hallelujah. You must be able to build capacity because the challenge is never God. Hallelujah. A man of God said that it will be irresponsible of anybody to leave God to do all the things and you, you and I do nothing. Praise God. Praise God. And so I said that for us to do the impossible, number one is that what? You and I must do what? Build capacity. Praise God. Number two, in building capacity, we must develop our faith. Praise God. We must develop our faith. You and I, I believe some of us here must have read Hebrews chapter 11 you will see the remarkable things these men and women did on account of God. But the reality of it is what? The key thing that starts from that verse 1 to verse 30 something is that what? They did all by what? Faith. Praise God. They did all by what? 
faith. Every verse of that scripture will say, by faith, Noah, being warned of God with holy fear, moved. By faith, Abraham believed God. By faith, Rahab hid the spies. By faith, Joseph did this. And if those scripture was to be written today, for you and I to qualify to be written in that passage, it must be what? By faith. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says that what? Without faith, it is in what? Impossible to involve God. Hallelujah. Without faith, it is impossible to involve God. Why is faith so important? Praise God. Why is faith so important? Faith is essential because that is the only way through God can be involved in the affairs of man. Praise God. The Bible said that how can you believe a God that you have not seen? Praise God. Has anybody here seen God before? But by faith, you and I do what? We believe. Many have died on account of that belief. And this is why faith is essential in our dealings with God. Because without faith, God cannot be involved in the affairs of man. The reason why you can say that you are a Christian is because somebody preached the gospel to you. And by faith, you did what? You said, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he died for me and rose again. And for that reason, I confess him as my Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. And so for that reason, faith is essential. And somebody said that what? Faith is sharing responsibility with God in the light of scriptures. In other words, our faith is not baseless. Our faith is based on the things God has said in his word. And for that reason, I believe it and God is involved in it. Praise God. A very interesting thing happened in scripture. When you read the book of Mark chapter 9 verse 23, the Bible says that what? They asked God, who, they asked Jesus, who then can be saved? And Jesus said that what? With men. Hallelujah. With men, it may be impossible. Hallelujah. But not with God. And when I read that scripture, I began to meditate on it. With men. In other words, if I make man my all, if I make man my God, it will always remain impossible. But when I involve God, when I hold God to be the key factor in my dealings of life, I am guaranteed that every impossibility shall become possible. Not because of me, but because God is involved. Hallelujah. Not because of me, but what? God is involved. Hallelujah. And the final thing in developing or how to do the impossible is that what? You must fight the flesh. Praise God. You must do what? Fight the flesh. Praise the Lord. Now, the reality of it is that many of us will be wondering, why fight the flesh? Why fight the flesh? You see, the capacity to host the presence of God depends on the extent you and I are willing to die to the flesh. Praise God. The extent to which you and I are able to host the presence of God is dependent on our ability to do what? 
kill the flesh. Because what the Bible said, what the flesh, he who walks in the flesh is in enmity with God. Praise God. The difference between that Geo, the likes of the great men of faith, they did nothing extra. Or they are the same human beings like me. But there are difference that some of them have died to the flesh to a higher degree than others. And that is why we must contend for dying to the flesh. Because the flesh would always be an enemy. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8. I'll read Romans chapter 8 and we'll pray. From verse 6. It says here that for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It says because the carnal mind is enmity with God. For it is not subject to the laws of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot do what? Please God. Praise God. They that cannot they that are what? In the flesh cannot please God. In other words, you cannot be one leg with God and one leg with the world. Hallelujah. It is better you choose which one you want to stay in. Praise the Lord. Because if you are going to die to the flesh, you must be willing to turn your back on the world. That statement says, remember Lot's wife. Praise God. She wanted to go with the move of God, but Sodom and Gomorrah was still calling back at her. And that is the reality of many of us as Christians. We want to please God, but we want to enjoy the things of this world. But the beauty of God is this. If you have tasted God, nothing in this world can taste like God. Nothing. No matter what the pleasures the world will have to offer, it cannot be as sweet as the least thing God has to offer. Praise God. The greatest thing this world will have to offer cannot taste as sweet as the least thing God has to offer. And that is why God is calling us this morning. That if you want to do the impossible, you and I must be willing to do what? die to the flesh and if we are going to die to the flesh we will need the help of the holy spirit and that help is available this morning but before we begin to pray i want to make an invitation because the reality of it is that no one can be for god except you confess jesus as your lord and savior and so this morning for those who are watching online or for those who are here on site have you made jesus your lord and your personal savior or even for those who perhaps at some point in time, because remember, I grew up in a Christian family, but I told, I often say it, I grew up in a Christian family, I feared God, but I gave my life to Christ the last time, December 2009, because I knew that I was always one leg in and one leg out. Praise God. But that December, I said, you know what, Jesus, I would follow you and you alone. And so perhaps you all were like me. You have the Christian morals in you, you. That seed of Christ is in you. However, you are still in between, not sure. Christ is making that invitation to us this morning. Why don't you bow your heads with me even as we pray? 
Because the Bible says in the book of Romans 10 verse 10, it says, If any man would believe in his heart and confess with his mouth that Jesus is Lord, he said that only such a person will be saved. And so perhaps you want to rededicate your life to Jesus this morning. Why don't you open your mouth and say with me, Lord Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. I acknowledge that you died for me on the cross of Calvary. And on the third day, you rose again. I ask, O oh Lord, that you would grant me the grace to walk in the realities of the new creation. Even as I confess you afresh as my Lord and my personal Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, O oh God in heaven, I thank you for your word that has come this morning to charge us. The Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 that all scripture has been given by the Spirit of God for instruction, for direction, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped and furnished for every good work. Lord, O oh God in heaven, I ask that this word that we have received this morning, this word would build us up, O oh God, and give us our inheritance among them who are sanctified. And perhaps anyone who is going through one challenge that is seeming impossible, Lord, let the reality of Daniel 11.32 be real in their lives. Because the Bible said that for they that know their God, they shall be strong and they will do exploits. And therefore, Father, Lord, I decree in the name of Jesus that from now on, O oh God, exploits shall be their portion in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, we will do the impossible. The Bible said that indeed that how those men subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness. That, Lord, the same will be said of us, O oh God, that we did the impossible. We dared the unbearable, and we believed God to the end. Let your name be glorified, O God, in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen.